Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now, uh, as some of you may have uh, come across, and I know this because some of you write to me about this, is you come up with this really logical, completely obvious insight, right? Or piece of analysis, report, or a recommendation you want to make to management or a client. And uh, when you give it to them, they just don't get it. It's like these blank faces. Um, and all I would sort of say in those scenarios, first up is don't worry. You're not alone. Um, would you believe there's been many inventors who've come up with things and people just never got it the first time? And one of my favorite stories on this to draw encouragement from is the uh, the trolley or the shopping cart. You know, because if you think about it, before there were trolleys or shopping carts, the baskets that were provided had a number of constraints. I mean, they were sort of size constrained. They relied on your strength. And if they were too heavy or too full, then shoppers stopped shopping. So, you know, they couldn't carry any more. But, you know, if a, if a shopping owner or shop owner wanted to make a bigger basket, it was pointless because, again, it would either be too heavy or too full. So the constraint of the basket itself was hurting the business. So in 1937, when Sylvan Goldman, um, who was the proprietor of the Humpty Dumpty shopping chain, he decided to do something about it. It was really obvious to him because working late one night, he, he was at his desk and he looked at two wooden chairs uh, and he thought, hmm, each one of those could probably hold a basket. And then he imagined, what if? What if the chair legs were made a, a little longer so the other folding seat could be attached and then that way they could have two baskets on them? And what if instead of the bottom of the chair legs, they had wheels instead so they could push them around and then turn the seat back into a handle so they could push it? It's pretty obvious, right? So from the customer's perspective, um, that would mean less effort wheeling it around, um, no more tired arms, no more sore biceps or aching backs. Uh, and from a business point of view, it would eliminate the capacity challenge of just having one basket that was too full and therefore drive more purchases. And um, he was so excited about it, was Mr. Goldman, he uh, called his uh, invention the newest innovation in shopping. He even built a complete advertising campaign around it. He had great expectations. And um, as he recounted to a CBS news reporter, he went to his biggest store once he'd launched and there wasn't a soul using his basket. <laughs> and the invention was a complete flop. Not because of any technical or commercial reasons, they're quite sound, but because Goldman had forgot to ask one simple question, is what do I want my customers to become? And is this consistent with who they want to be? Because in the minds of Goldman's target customers, the wheeled shopping basket carrier had asked them to become something that they didn't want to be. You know, while pushing shopping carts would undeniably be much easier, more convenient for them than lugging the heavier baskets. Women, for instance, didn't want to look as if they were still pushing a baby carriage. Um, and men saw the innovation as an insult to masculinity. You know, we wouldn't think twice about these things nowadays, but that's what it was at the time. So after hiring sev um, several young male and female models to d demonstrate the utility of the new shopping cart by pushing the, uh, the new invention, which was you know, sort of packed full of merchandise around the store, particularly near the entrance where people were coming in. Uh, and he told his staff who were offering these new carts to customers to say to those entering the store, look, everyone is using them, why, why don't you? And um, the presence then of this sort of training or showing them how to do 
or use the new carts uh, allow people to see themselves using the carts so you know um, with Goldman modeling what he wanted his customers to become people wouldn't then think twice about wheeling their baskets around the supermarket and, and filling them up with more produce which was good for business and also good for the customers as well because again they didn't have any of those um, challenges with not being able to put all their shopping in or sore arms or trying to drag baskets around ultimately he had to train his customers on how to do what they needed to do right and uh, as a result Goldman became a multi-millionaire with this invention and in finance I think we can add similarly a, a lot of value you know we've come up with many logical ideas that might make the lives of our stakeholders and internal customers more convenient for instance you know the self-service dashboards right why wait around when you can get the information on the report and numbers straight away um, why instead of maybe submitting paper expenses uh, make them electronic and not only that you can actually see where they are in the approval process so it saves not having to send emails or chasing up on them and um, how about adding uh, variance columns to reports to call it where the analysis uh, where the, the their I suppose the deviations are happening to expectation and why and what can perhaps maybe be done about it you know rather than having to let the people calculate them for themselves you know and after all just like the shoppers why wouldn't uh, the people our stakeholders that we serve want greater ease and convenience you know shouldn't such innovations or ideas or insights immediately win their acceptance well of course not because as the story of the shopping cart shows the answer is no promises of ease and, and convenience aren't enough you know we need to show them what we want them to become and help them see that it's consistent with what they want to become at some level for instance you know, that might involve painting a picture of how that process improvement or insights we're proposing might help them move near their business objectives or walking them through a forecast where they can see their role in making it happen when they, we've given the implications or some recommendations. We might even have to train them on how to interpret those insights and innovations. We just can't assume that they're just going to get it. And like that's why we bring guest mentors on to the Strength in the Numbers show is to help everyone peer over the fence to see what's worked and not worked you know particularly when trying to help stakeholders see the value of any new insights or, or reports or analyses or process improvements we come up with you know and in fairness to guest mentors they they help us deconstruct uh, with with them their stories so that you can learn their hard-won lessons and digest their knowledge so that you can then practically figure out how to solve more meaningful problems for your organizations and go on to have more rewarding and meaningful careers in finance. So look, really hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe and share it with your colleagues and friends. They, they were on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next week, take care of yourselves. Let's go.